You know, when I was a child, our vacations were anything, anything but restful because, well, frankly, my dad couldn't sit still. So my father's decision to buy a pop-up trailer in the late 1970s to haul behind our suburban with six children was met with skepticism and doubt. This wasn't going to work. On our first outing, we went to five different campsites in seven days. And for this very reason, camping in my family didn't last long. My mother said, forget it. But on the fifth campsite trip, or the five campsite trip that is, we stopped at the famed Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. We took a half-day tour, and my mother always prepared passed-out sweatshirts as the cave stays a constant and chilly and dark 54 degrees. Just when I was getting a little bored on our tour, our guide wanted us to experience true and total darkness for one solid minute, and it made a lasting effect on me. I always remember that little tour. He told us to hold on to a rail that was beside us, and they turned the cave lights out. And I remember opening my eyes widely, searching for any light, and I was convinced that I was going to be able to see it. But after a few seconds, I wasn't going to see anything. The darkness became oppressive as I waved my hands in front of my face and didn't see anything. When the lights came back on, even though it was a bit irrational, I was relieved that my eyes actually still worked after that just one minute of darkness. That tour from my youth came to mind as we transitioned into a new liturgical year on this first Sunday of Advent with this frequent contrast of darkness and light. You know, church historians don't know the exact date of Christ's birth as it was lost in obscurity, so the church fathers always full of ingenuity for the sake of the gospel, baptized a pagan feast. Sometimes they call it the winter solstice. Pagans saw the world as a cosmic battle between the powers of darkness and the powers of light. And each year they noticed with great trepidation that at different times, darkness seemed to be getting the, the better of the light. The sun and its light seemed to be growing weaker. The people were afraid that someday the darkness would kill the sun and the light altogether and the people would die in darkness. It's hard for us to really get our minds around because we can simply turn on a switch and have light. We talk about light pollution instead of light scarcity. But they shuddered in fear. With the assistance of science, we know, of course, the darkness has to do with the axial tilt of the earth, which causes different amounts of sunlight during different seasons. But in pagan times, by the end of December, the people noticed that the battle between light and dark began to turn. That is, the sun started to regain its strength, pushing the darkness away, and the people breathed a collective cautious sigh of relief for just another year. And we think we have problems. Imagine living with that kind of anxiety. When Christians came along, they took up over this pagan notion of light defeating darkness. They chose December 25th to celebrate the birth of Christ. So in the Christian proposal, within the great struggle between good and evil and light and darkness, this would be the time when the darkness of sin and death was overcome by the light of the world, Jesus 
the Son of God. The Christians called this time Christmas, and they made Advent the beginning of the end of darkness, a time of looking forward to the coming of light. So Advent coincides with the events of nature when darkness begins to grow weaker and the sun begins to grow stronger. And coinciding with the events of nature, Advent is an invitation to break through the darkness of sin in our lives and grow into the light. Yes, meditating on this epic battle between darkness and light helps us to focus on the fight between good and evil that exists within each of us. Advent invites us to ponder, what darkness do I need to overcome in my life? What darkness in my life and in my world must be reversed? What spiritual breakthrough do I need during this new liturgical season? This battle between darkness and light, then, is perhaps the greatest of Advent themes. For we all contain us within us the power to bring light into the world. For example, a gesture to make somebody feel important or feel better, a smile, an apology given, extra prayers, a reach outward in service. Very simple things, and yet with them, God can heal hearts and souls and even bodies that are racked by sin. Yet in the modern day, we tend to live in the isolation and selfishness that must be overcome And it's a great place to do it during the season of Advent. You know, there's a poem that demonstrates our need for light as we function in our troubled world that often is defined as in darkness and sin. The poem is called The Cold Within. It was written in the 1960s by an American Catholic named James Patrick Kinney. It was popular in Catholic circles when it was first written. It's a story of six people who froze to death around a campfire on a bitterly cold night. It's not exactly a comedy then, if you know what I mean. And each had a log of wood that they might have contributed to the fire that would kept them alive. But for different and internally irrational reasons, each person refused to give what they had for the good of others. A woman who would not give his, her log because she hated men. A homeless man who would not give his log because there was a rich man in the group. And conversely, the rich man would not give his log because he didn't want someone to warm himself who was obviously a lazy drunk. Another would not give up his log because he recognized that those around the fire were not of his race or religion. And sadly, in the poem, they all died because the fire died despite the fact that each was equipped with a life-saving source of heat. The poem ends with the thought that six logs held fast in death's still hand were proof of human sin. They did not die from cold without. They died from cold within. It's a great description of what we need to change during the Advent season. It is about going within and rooting out selfishness and hatred. When Jesus started his public ministry, two disciples of John the Baptist asked Jesus, where do you live? And Jesus simply says, come and see. During this Advent season, perhaps we can ask Jesus, where do you live today, Lord? 
And Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, was an itinerant preacher who had no place to lay his head. He didn't sit on a throne or hang out with the men of influence. No, he made the choice to visit the low points of humanity in order to redeem them. Places where hearts become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and anxieties of daily life, as we heard in our gospel today. He went into the darkness of sinful man in order to bring light, healing, and peace. And he still does today when we invite him in. This means if we had the same invitation to come and see, we would find Jesus with those who are despairing because of some sin or another. We would find Jesus in darkness of our own hurts. He lives within the dark pain and grief and struggle of human beings everywhere. And he invites us to come and see an alternative to sadness which gives way to joy and hope in him. As he gives us his piece of wood for the good of those around the fire, he encourages us to bring our logs of wood to make light and warmth and life. So if the church is going to roll back the darkness in our own time, Advent is a great place to begin. A new year, a new beginning, a time when darkness begins to slip under the power of the great light, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.